Welcome to the LCAL, a low-carb ancestral living podcast. I'm your host, Ping Johnson, and each week I'm bringing you new guests who will share their opinions and expertise on different topics related to health and well-being. Enjoy! Welcome to LCAL, low-carb ancestral living with Ping Johnson. Today's guest is a worm advocate and founder of Kathy's Crawley Composters, which specializes in vermicomposting. So Kathy is here today to offer us a very simple solution for today's great growing waste problem, even if you live in a flat. So welcome to the show, Kathy. Thank you, Pim. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. So let me just start with asking you, like, how on earth did you get into worm composting? Haha, <laughs> <laughs> how, how on earth? Earthworms. Um, yeah, so, you know, I... I I saw a problem and had a solution. So this is, what I'm advocating is indoor composting with worms. So I'm close to, I'm located in Canada in just close to Toronto, the largest city. And our landfill closed in 2002 and we started exporting garbage to the United States. You know, not a good solution. But a business, you know, a business, uh, Exchange. That's all. You know, we were paying a lot of money for the privilege of sending our garbage to the U.S. Um, and I had a solution. You know, this is indoor composting with worms. So in, in the Toronto area or large urban centers, six million people, half living in condominiums, apartments without space to do outdoor composting. So this is, you know, done inside with worms. And yeah, so that's kind of how it came about. I had a solution and to a big problem, a big smelly problem. So how did this one <laughs> go from, you know what, it, we can't do composting because you're usually doing it outside and people here don't have gardens. So yeah, let's just do it inside. Like, how did you come up with that idea to start with? I would never even have thought about it because when you think compost, you think smelly, rotten food, don't really want to have that inside, do you? Right. Yeah. Thank you. Great. So how it came about as an avid gardener and composter. So I did compost outside and then um, a teacher friend asked me to look after her worm bin for the summer. She was, she had a worm bin in, in her classroom um, as an education tool and she was going away for the summer and needed someone to look after her, her bin. That's how it started. So I looked after, yeah, I didn't really want to have worms in the house, but I knew the value of the worm compost. I knew that the final product was, was valuable. And it was a, actually a horrible experience. I had fruit flies and I didn't want to have worms in my house. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that was in 1993. And then, um, so I said, oh, I'm never going to do this again. But I kept the worms alive for her and I did get the soil and it was great. I said I would just buy the worm compost if I wanted it again. Yeah. So that's how the idea initially came about. And then fast forward to 2002 and our landfill closing and me having a, a solution. Wow. Okay. So that sounds amazing. Like if we could do that inside, um, but I wouldn't have a clue where to start. So can I just go and dig up some worms in the garden and throw them in a box with food scraps or what do I do? How do I get started? Yeah, great. Great question. So, well, there are thousands of types of worms. So you do need a certain worm. Um, red wigglers are the optimum composting worm. 
Um, there, you know, of the thousands of worms that have been identified, only four are optimum for worm composting. We're looking for surface dwellers. So you, you get, um, a container, like just a plastic box, um, with a lid, and you need some kind of bedding. So the bedding that you use inside would be shredded paper. Most people have, you know, some of that around. Or you can use leaves, straw, cardboard, you know, those kind of materials. And, the, and then the worms would uh, live in that. And then you add in your food scraps from the kitchen, your peelings, your coffee grounds, tea bags, potato peels, banana peels, apple cores. Um, and you put those materials in. The more you chop it up, the faster it breaks down, the more the worms can eat. And yeah, and you rotate around, the worms eat all the material, and then you're left with the black gold. Black gold. Yeah, I like it. Okay. And um, so I have this box. Isn't the box ever going to get full? <laughs> I just think you just throw things down. <laughs> Yeah, good question. So, yeah. Oh, you're full of it, Pim. Like, good questions, that is. So, um, yeah, so as the worms are con con eating the material, they re reduce the volume by 80%. So, yes, it does eventually, it does eventually fill up where at one point, and you want, I mean, what most people will do worm composting, um, as gardeners, you know, to, there's a few reasons. You want to look after your, some of your waste. And then that also turns into the beautiful black gold or fertilizer. Um, so, um, yeah, so you want to take that material out. So then that's called harvesting, you separating the worms from the compost. And how do you do that? Okay, so if you, for the do-it-yourselfers that have just a plastic bin, um, you would dump everything on a plastic sheet, those that are comfortable with the worms. Um, <laughs> and they don't harm us at all, by the way. And then you put it in small round piles. The worms don't like the light, so they go down into the piles, scoop off the top, scoop around the sides. The worms go down into the pile. Um, it takes about an hour or so to do. And once you get your worms separated, you would set up your new bedding, add the worms back in, and use that black gold, the fertilizer, the soil that you've created, or that they've created, um, on your plants and in your, in your gardens. It's it's beautiful plant food. Sweet. That sounds awesome. So where can I get my hands on some red wriggler worms? Uh, so most countries have uh, worm growers. So I would look for a reputable um, worm supplier, a red wiggler grower. Um, yeah, most most countries have them. It's the challenge with um, with the worms is exporting them and shipping them around. If people can get local worms, that would be best. Awesome. And I know New Zealand has worms in Australia, Canada, US. I mean, there's worms, there's worm growers around the world. Yeah. I'm, I'm just curious if you have, a, let's say you have a, a bunch of worms. How, how, how many worms do you need or how much do you need to get started? The red wigglers are a small species, so there are 800 to 1,000 worms, red wiggler worms in a pound, and you we would start with either a one pound or half a pound, and so I'll use a pound for easy math. The, once established, the worms will convert half half their weight per day in food scraps, so a pound of worms, half a pound of food per day, or three to four pounds per week. 
and it's substantial. You know, it's, it's really quite a bit of food. And some people might be thinking, oh, I don't create that much. Um, it's amazing how much you do create. If you've never actually weighed your scraps or, you know, collected it to look at how much you're, you're actually producing. It's really quite amazing. And for there may be others thinking, oh, I'm vegetarian or vegan and I, I produce a lot, like a really a lot of, of scraps. I would need more than a pound of worms. Either way, the amount of worms you have will determine how much food. So maybe you need more worms or less worms. Awesome. How long does it take for these worms to, let's say I have a pound of worms. How long do I have to wait until I have an amount of black gold? Beautiful. Uh, so starting in the fall, like starting, uh, yeah, starting in the fall is the perfect time. I know we're on opposite ends here, but yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, you know, where you go over winter, where you're not growing. Um, so, so I'm going to use Canada. Like if we start in the fall or nor Northern Hemisphere, start in the fall. By spring, it's a process. So we'll have um, black gold ready for spring planting. So then when we're going to go plant our vegetable gardens or our, our, you know, flower beds or whatever we're planting in the spring, we'll have that the soil is ready and it's so beautiful. We have such a short growing season up here. It's, um, you know, anything we can do to boost our, our yields and, um, you know, do anything that we can do to have a, a bigger bounty in the shorter amount of time. And, and, Feeding the soil is the way to go, is the way to grow. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I only have to dig through those worms twice a year. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And there are systems. There are systems. If people don't want to be hands-on with the worms, there are beautiful systems. Um, I'll talk about two, one from New Zealand and one from Canada. So I'll start with Canada. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, so we have this one. It's called uh, the Living Composter. It's designed as a stool. You know, engineers are so smart. So they design these all creative things where there's a problem. An engineer's like, yay, a problem. How can I fix it? So in Canada, we created a beautiful stool. So for people in a small space, classrooms, condos, you know, maybe office, uh, small area, you can still do the worm composting. And it's um, so it has two trays, starting with one tray, holes in the bottom. Same idea. It's not the system that makes it work. You still have to create the right environment, the, the paper and the food scraps. Um, and when, when the tray fills up, you just set up the, the next tray, place it on top. There's holes in the bottom. So the worms will migrate up to the next level and then leave behind their black gold. So you don't, you don't have to be hands on once you get it going. That sounds awesome. So that's Can that's Canada. So that's the living composter. New Zealand has a beautiful system called the hungry bin. And this is really great for um, industrial use and, and bigger um, areas like cafeterias in schools, maybe office towers, um, office buildings, you know, uh, cafeterias in offices and schools for sure. Hospitals, you know, who knows, like just larger centers. And it's on wheels and everything falls down to the bottom. And it's, uh, I haven't actually seen one of the hungry bins in, in process. I've seen videos and whatever. YouTube, you hoo Yeah. Um, uh, but that one is shipping around the world. So uh, it's, it's beautiful what, what the solutions that people are coming up with. 
And, you know, managing our food waste, you know, what I want to say, because we just had um, the climate conference uh, in Glasgow and climate is a big issue. It's a global issue. There's only one environment and managing our food waste is one thing we can all do to help mitigate climate change. We all eat and we all create a certain amount of scraps. Yeah. So what do you think that, it, I mean, this is an issue that so many people are really concerned about. So what do you think that is, is that we don't do more composting? Is it just that we, we think that we need a garden or we can't be bothered because we are inherently lazy or what's, what's going on here? Ah, oh, great. Yes. Uh, all of the above, really. I mean, it's so many things. There's so many issues. Um, and it's overwhelming if we're listening to all the things. So what I would suggest for people is just pick something that, that bugs you and tackle that one thing, be it composting or, you know, taking your reusable bag or I don't know, it's just simple things, walking more or biking more, you know, we just need to do things. But for as far as composting right now, it's so easy just to throw things away. So it's convenient We don't, I don't think, I think education is required. We don't know why we need to do, we don't know why we need to do better. And it's, you know, they don't advertise that on, on TV or on the radio because nobody can make money if we're managing our own scraps and we're taking away from the, you know, the soil industry and the fertilizer and even the waste industry, you know, that they, they might be out of a job one day if everyone's managing their scraps. Hardly, right? Yeah, exactly. Speaking of which, so how much do you think we could reduce the, the waste that goes to landfill if everyone was composting? Beautiful. So there's been studies, a few different places, I'm sure around the world are doing them, but in, in Ontario, they've done a couple of different and different, like different areas and they re received the same kind of results, which is, and I think it's even modest, but 25, that the average um Canadian family throws out 25% of their groceries. So the, for the visual, imagine that somebody ha brings home four bags of groceries and they just leave one at the curb, which is 25%. You know, who would do that? It's just like so much money, you know, but we buy, say we buy lettuce and stuff. We buy our vegetables and we're like, I'm going to make a salad, you, you know, with great intentions. And we do, we're not buying it just to support the grocery store. Nope. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we put it in the fridge and forget. We're, you know, again, we're busy. So we'll, we'll buy meals or we don't see it. So we don't remember. Yeah. I'm guilty. <laughs> Done that many times. So something else that I know that you talked about, though, we had a discussion about that off camera was um, when you are growing your own food, you are less likely to waste it. Do you want to address that a little bit? I sure do. Yes, absolutely. When you put all the effort in, you know, you plant a seed. Gardeners are so hopeful. You know, planting seeds, you don't get your harvest for months. Mm -hmm. You know, you're planting it thinking, well, I'm going to be around for a few months anyway, because I got to wait for my plant to grow. Yeah. Um, so if you spend all that time and it's so beautiful, you got to water it and, you know, weed it and you know, t tend to it, make sure that there's no bugs on it. So it's just beautiful. And, and you go out and look at your plant and then you watch it, it grows. Wow, there it is. Yay. Okay. Hopeful. And then you tend to it, you know, and 
um, you nurture it. It's like a little child, sort of. I mean, in a kind of, you know, a whimsical way. And then, yeah. and then you eat your child. No, that's a bad imagery. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but, you know, you've, right. But you've tended to this little plant and then you're like, wow. Then you get your, to- say it's a tomato plant. And then you get your tomato and you pluck that tomato and it's still warm. And it's just, wow, of course you're going to eat it and you're not going to waste it. Yeah. So by doing some composting, you have your own soil. Most people eat some types of vegetables. You can can grow that inside. You don't actually have to have a garden to grow a little bit of whatever. I'm mostly doing herbs personally, but I mean... That's fine as well. I'm not going to waste my herbs because I've spent a very long time waiting for them to actually grow. Yes, there's vertical gardens. And if you have a windowsill, you can have a pot, you know, like a just a, you know, a, you can grow herbs as you're doing or, or sprouts, microgreens. You can grow your, you know, a, a little bit of lettuce. Oh, my gosh. it's it's And it's so exciting. And for the children, it's a beautiful... Um, a beautiful connection to the soil and teaching them a life skill, which seems to have been been lost with our convenience. Yeah, you told me something that I found very interesting with the, the lockdown and how people wanted to get worms for the children to grow so that they have something to do. That's That's pretty cool. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I do school workshops and, you know, educate the, the kids about having worms in the class and when when we when COVID started and we got locked down there was a spike of interest as people were looking for you know our schools were all closed everybody had their kids at home and they were working from home looking for something you know a little project won't this be fun we'll have a little worm bin and then as the time went on as you know you know a week two weeks turned into month two months six months um it became more urgent. In Canada, we import about 60% of our food, six zero. Um, yeah, and so I think people started to realize, wow, when, when things happen with our borders and there's not as much flow of merchandise between, our, our grocery stores um, empty pretty quick. So people became more concerned about maybe we should grow a little bit of food. That's where, you know, no matter how much space you have, you can grow something, which then will inspire you to think about, oh, what more can we grow and how tasty it is and how you don't waste it. That's awesome. Okay, so before we are wrapping up here, is there anything that you want to add to this, like an elevator pitch or something, that you, why you feel so strongly that people actually need to look into this if we can? I, yeah, thank you. I think that worms are going to play an ever-increasing role in waste management, soil production, and therefore food security. It's essential that we learn how. So thank you for listening today. You know, I think if we, you know, it's something that we can all do to manage our, you know, our food waste, and it closes the loop. It closes the loop in our food. You know, we create the soil, the so- worms are the soil makers. We grow a little bit of food. The scraps, the clippings from the food, you know, we add feed to the worms so that we can grow more food, you know, like it's just a wonderful loop that um, just is more sustainable. We feel better, you know, when we're not racing around to get everything, 
when we have it right at our fingertips, we have more time for just to enjoy life more. Yeah. Okay. So if people want to get in contact with you, if they want to have you on their podcast, or if they want to ask you about worm composting or anything, where can they get hold of you? So my worm website is probably the best place. 19 years I've had it. So it's kathyscomposters.com. Um, yeah, and I'm on social media and all over the place. We'll put the yeah. links in the description. Okay, thank you so much for coming here today. I have learned a thing or two and I still find it fascinating and I'm going to look into composting. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Pam. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to the LCAL podcast. If you like the show and you want to support the show, you can do so by sharing it with anyone who you think may benefit from listening to it. Or if you're so inclined, you can make a donation over at PayPal or at Patreon and you will find the links in the description. Have an awesome day.